following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. We're starting a new sermon series called Stories of the Bible. Now, as we've been in the wilderness for a while in this time over the past year, of being nomadic, we haven't had as much kids' time. So I thought, you know what? Kids' time is coming into the worship. So as we go through these stories, we're actually going to be using the Jesus Storybook Bible. Every time, every story we talk about, we're going to start by reading from the Jesus Storybook Bible. And you know what? We're going to do it. And it's going to be great. And actually, I have some friends who have done this at other churches. And they say, it's amazing. The kids enjoy it. And then the parents come up to us and go, I didn't realize what that story meant. And we're like, oh, maybe we need to start buying the parents' real Bibles and Jesus Storybook Bibles. So this morning, we're going to start just with the story of the story. So this morning... We start with the story and the song. From Psalm 19, what we read this morning, a paraphrase. The heavens are singing about how great God is, and the skies are shouting it. See what God has made. Day after day, night after night, they are speaking to us. God wrote, I love you. He wrote it in the sky and on the earth and under the sea. He wrote his message everywhere because God created everything in his world to reflect him like a mirror, to show us what he is like, to help us know him, to make our hearts sing. The way a kitten chases her tail, the way red poppies grow wild, the way a dolphin swims, and God put it into words too, and he wrote it in a book called the Bible. Now, people think the Bible is a book of rules, telling you what you should and shouldn't do. The Bible certainly does have some rules in it. They show you how life works best. But the Bible isn't mainly about you and what you should be doing. It's about God and what he's done. Other people think the Bible is a book of heroes, showing you people you should copy. The Bible does have some heroes in it, but as you'll soon find out, Most of the people in the Bible aren't heroes at all. They make some big mistakes, sometimes on purpose. They get afraid and run away. At times, they're downright mean. No, the Bible isn't a book of rules or a book of heroes. The Bible is most of all a story. It's an adventure story about a young hero who comes from a faraway country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything to rescue the one he loves. It's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best thing about the story is it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all the stories are telling one big story. The story of how God loves his children And comes to rescue them. It takes the whole Bible to tell this story. And at the center of the story there is a baby. 
Every story in the Bible whispers his name. He is like the missing piece in a puzzle, the piece that makes all the other pieces fit together. And suddenly you can see a beautiful picture. This is no ordinary baby. This is the child upon whom everything would depend. This is the child who would one day... But wait. Our stories starts where all good stories start, right at the very beginning. Cliffhanger. We'll get there next week. I want you to take a second. And with the people you came to church with this morning, or if you came on your own, the people you're sitting next to, but I want you to turn to each other. And if you're online, put this in the chat. Talk to some folks around you. But uh, what is one book or movie or story that you remember loving growing up? Just one book, one story, one movie, whatever it is. Growing up, you said this was it. So take about two minutes, turn to each other, share that book, that story, drop it in the chat so I can share that with everybody here. So let's go ahead and do that. Two minutes, book, story, go. All right, let's start bringing it together. William, do you, did anyone answer in chat? Uh, Jungle, Jungle Book. Okay, that is a classic. Is that I'm I'm gonna go with movie because there is an actual Jungle Book book. So uh, anybody else? What what a book a movie? Just go ahead up here. We had Little Women and um, Zootopia. That I remember. I definitely didn't cry when we watched that movie. Uh, in fifth grade. Maddie. Greece. Okay, so this is actually, Chelsea gives me trouble. I have never seen Greece. It's like, it's like an American classic. And now I'm at the point where I'm old enough to go like, I've gone this far. Like, I think I'm sold out to the idea of never going to see Greece. Although at some point I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, Chelsea's going to have one of those like, eye openers you see in spy movies, you know, and I'm going to be watching Grease, so that's good. Anybody else? Any classics? Little House on the Prairie. Donna? Uh-huh. Not My Will, okay. That's awesome. Bambi, Wow. We're just, guys, let's just line up the sad stories this morning, okay? Where the red fern grows, Bambi. I mean, I could assume that Greece might be that way too. Who knows how that movie ends? Um, so, so we all kind of, and we've talked about this before at Narrative, like, because our name is basically story. But we latch onto it. And so I brought some of mine. And so when I was young, it was Calvin and Hobbes, right? Now, that might not be overarching stories, but I remember. And here was the thing. I looked at, and I had to go, which one do I want to bring? Because when the book fair would come through, I would always save up to buy at least one Calvin and Hobbes. Or do they still do those little, like, scholastic book pamphlets? where they, you know, sell to children. Um, and so for me, Calvin and Hobbes was always a pickup. And that was dad and I on Sundays before we had the books. 
Uh, does anyone remember newspapers? Uh, so that was, we would do, we would sit down on Sunday when he got home from church, usually in the afternoon, and we would read the colorized Calvin and Hobbes of the week. And as I got older, there were a couple other things. I, I fell in love with um, World War II history, and so you can see kind of this well-loved book. Um, my favorite World War II historian is a guy named Stephen Ambrose. So uh, Band of Brothers is based on one of his books, um, but uh, Citizen Soldier is my favorite book of his. And as you can tell, I, I read it every couple years, and so it's, it's beat up. I mean, it is, but that's because I fold it over, I read it, and what I love about the way Ambrose does history is he tells it through story. He goes and tells the stories of the men and women on the ground um, fighting the war. And so I love that the way he uses story to talk about history. And then um, I figured I had to remind you at least a little bit that I'm a giant nerd. Uh, and so I've got my, what's funny is I still view this as the new cover of Lord of the Rings. Um, so this is Fellowship. I've got the other two in, you know, a box set. Uh, but this is now like those movies are like 20 years old now, which is insane because they were brand new and I'm not getting older, you are. And I think for us, there's something built into us that we love story. And I think as we look and we spend time in story this summer, that's because we have a God who loves story. I would like to say this Bible is falling apart because I read it as much as I should. Really, it's because I throw it in my backpack with no, um, you know, to shove it in too much. But a lot of times we take the Bible, and, and what I love about the Jesus Storybook Bible and, and the way uh, the author, Sally Lloyd-Jones, breaks it down is she takes it and says, listen, it's, it's all about Jesus. And she breaks these stories down in such a way that it shows all of us. It's, it's written for children in mind, but it really is. Sometimes we, we, we need that faith like a child to go back and look at things and slow down and go, I need the big picture. And so I'm really excited that we're going to spend the rest of the summer going through Bible stories, that we're going to read these stories from what many would consider a children's Bible, but what's great about them is we look and we slow down, we say the story that God tells is all around us. I love that the, this first story, the way she titles it, is the story in the song. That as we look at what God has done for us, it is a story that is written everywhere we look. And for me, I think of the times when I'm in nature, when I'm out. Um, you know, this last year we went to a place called Hawksbill Crag, which is just the coolest name for anything ever. But it's out in Arkansas, and, and it literally is a rock that juts out of these mountains into and over a valley. And your breath catches and you stand on this crag and you can see the mountains all around you and you look and you say, this was the creator at work. This is his story written in 
creation. But you know, sometimes I look at my dog and I go, this is God's story written in creation. This foolish, four-legged thing that gives me so much joy. And that's a dog. I love that in, in this first story that we read from the Jesus Storybook Bible, she says, you know, God's story is written in a kitten chasing its tail or in how a dolphin swims. That the creator looks and he creates these things because he loves that they tell his story. Parents, as you look at your children, you can look and you can say, wow, the joy, the heartache, but the joy of some heartache. But joy, we'll focus on the joy. That's, that's God sharing creative power with you. To say, look, look, I created so that you can create, so that you who are my image bearers can be a part of the story. There's a phrase that I think can be overused, and I'd ask you if you have a reaction to it to just let me walk through why I'm not a big fan of it, which is um, it's all in God's plan. Now, I don't think that's a wrong phrase, but I think so often we write off struggle, we write off living what's in front of us. That guy is definitely living life. But sometimes, sometimes we need that. We need to be able to look and say, God's going to do something. He's going to work. But sometimes horrible things happen. The story that we're telling, the story of we look around and say, well, if all of creation reflects God, what about all these bad things? I mean, just this week down on 6th Street, there was a shooting, and, and you know, that's heartbreaking. Uh, that we look and we say, you know, there's children starving in the world. We, we look at war, we look at disease, we look at a year under COVID. I was just at our convention for our church body for three days. And if it wasn't the most kind that I've seen people be at one of these conventions, but I think it's because all of us were like, we were locked away and now we all get to be together. Let me tell you, COVID is not God's plan. Us having to take steps over the past year, that's that's not what God created. God created us to be in community together. You see, the story that God writes and tells is an incredible one. The problem is that sin has stepped in and taken on a role of destroying the story. That in the fall, which we'll talk about the whole story in two weeks, the story is marred. And so sometimes we can come to a place of hopelessness. That even as we know the story, we feel like, where is the hope? And that's the child 
that Sally Lloyd-Jones starts referring to in today's story. That the story and the song, the joy we have, is that God is telling this great story. That all the things he created tells the story, but the enemy is working to destroy that story. So disease, sickness, hunger, heartache, relational friction, all enter in to destroy the goodness of the story that God has given to us. And I think as we come out of the past almost year and a half now, of whatever 2020 into 2021 was, I think it's good for us to acknowledge and say, it was hard. Whatever end of the spectrum you fall on, it was just a tough, tough year. For microphones especially. But I think the story God is working to tell on the other side of this is one I'm excited to see. I am looking forward to what God is going to do and what he has done throughout the past year. And so we're going to spend the next summer diving into his stories to see what they teach us now, what we can learn, what they teach us about him. what we can look and do and say that we are not on the sidelines, that we are not just the readers of these stories, but we are called to be active participants. That we know who the hero is, right? We don't write ourselves as the hero. I love also the beginning is like, some people think this is a book of heroes who we should follow, but most of them were not. It's easy for us to take the characters of biblical stories, those people, and put them on pedestals. But if you slow down, they were all rough people. No, this is the story about a Savior who comes for us. That we're going to slow down and look at these stories and say, how does it teach us about what Jesus has done for us? This last week in San Marcos, at this convention for our church body. There's a lot of goofy work we had to do, right? This is voting on bylaws and it's amendments and it's Robert's Rules of Orders and those kinds of things. But interspersed throughout were stories of mission happening in Texas. And it was an incredible blessing to not only hear about what's happening in and amongst church plants, and churches and ministries, but to hear it spoken in different languages, to see that God is at work as new immigrants come into our state, that they're being met with love and neighborly affection and the gospel. That there is so much potential ahead of us. That the story of Jesus, where he comes, he saves us, invites us in, to be a part of the story that he's telling. And I'm excited over the coming weeks for us to dive into that together.
Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks this morning that we can be here. Lord, we give you thanks for story. We give you thanks that as creator, you would tell your story to us in so many different ways. We give thanks for your word, which teaches us your story over and over again. Lord, we know that as we pray and say, you have a plan, you guide us. We know that there is evil in this world. We ask that you protect us. Lord, we ask that you would show up and show us what you have done for us over and over again. Lord, we pray this on your Son, Jesus' name. Amen.